It's a Wednesday edition of Locked On Lions, everybody. Eric Schlitt from prideofdetroit.com is going to join me. And Dan Campbell mentioned Sheila today. You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen on this Wednesday edition of Locked On Lions, Wednesday, October 19th, and a Thursday, October 20th. The great Eric Schlitt from prideofdetroit.com is going to join us momentarily here on the program. Coming up on the show, besides Eric, Dan Campbell spoke today, made a comment about Sheila Hamp, his boss, and where things are with ownership. And yes, there's going to be a kicking competition this week in Allen Park for Sunday's game against the Cowboys. I'm not making this stuff up. Uh, this is going on in week eight. Just amazing. Locked on Lions today, proudly brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. They help you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. You can follow me on Twitter at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, at Locked on Lions on Twitter, the Matt Derry Facebook fan page, and what up to everybody on the YouTube channel, Locked On Lions YouTube channel. Thanks for your comments and uh, everything else. And chime in today. Again, Matt Derry with you on Locked On Lions. Eric Schlitt coming up momentarily. All right, two quick notes before we talk to uh, Big E. Number one, uh, Dan Campbell today at his Wednesday press conference did reference or he was asked about, you know, what where things are with ownership and what Sheila Ford Hamp or Sheila Hamp is thinking at the moment. And he said, look, she's frustrated. All right. But one thing that Dan Campbell said today, which was interesting, was she's all in. He said she's still all in and that, yes, one in four is frustrating and, and everything else. But she's all in on what Brad and I, as Dan Campbell said, are trying to do here. So take that with a grain of salt. Take that however you want. Some people will take it and run with it. My opinion, Dan Campbell, let's say this team goes one in 16. Dan Campbell, I think, and I don't think that's going to happen, but Dan Campbell, I, I, it's not going anywhere. Sheila Ford Hamp is very similar to Martha Firestone Ford, who is very similar to William Clay Ford. They are ultra patient. All right. I think the Lions are telling Sheila, yeah, you should be frustrated, but we're right there, right? We played the Eagles, the juggernaut 6 0 Eagles, to a three point game. The Vikings are five and one. They should have beaten the Vikings. Seattle's three and three. Three points away from beating Seattle. Then you throw in all the injuries. Pascal, Romeo, Jamison Williams, all these guys that have been out. Right? Tracy Walker out for the year. And a second year of a rebuild. I believe what Dan Campbell's saying when he says she's still all in. I believe that. And I don't think that Dan Campbell's going anywhere. They love him. And he's got a six-year contract. So for those that are thinking the sky's falling and for those that are big Campbell fans that are concerned, he's not going anywhere. Now there are some that are going to go, it's a typical Ford family. This is how they talk. This is what they say. I want to see these next three games. I want to see what they do in Dallas. I don't think this is going to be a blowout. I don't think the Cowboys are going to just smoke the Lions this Sunday. I don't. Uh, Miami after that at home. And then Green Bay. Let's see what these next three games bring and what this team out of the bye 
with some new practice habits and all these things that Dan Campbell says they're going to be doing this week. Let's see how they play. They're also likely getting Amon Ross St. Brown back and DeAndre Swift. Doesn't sound too good for DJ Chark. He could be out a while. That's number one. Number two, (laughs) I've made fun of the kicking situation for two years. All right. Bradley Holmes hasn't handled it well. Lions GM's done, done some good things. But on the negative side is this kicking situation. They should never let Matt Prater walk. And they've gone through Randy Bullock, Matthew Wright, Aldrich Rosas, uh, uh, Austin Seibert, uh, Ryan Santoso, Riley Patterson, Seibert again, uh, 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 the, the kid that was terrible for the one game, Dominic, whatever his name was. And now this week, the money badger, Michael Badgley, who Dan Campbell failed to utilize in the New England game, is being pushed by Sam Ficken, ex of the Jets and, pa- and Packers, and Northwestern. And those two are going to compete for the job for this Sunday, this week in practice. You heard me. A kicking competition in week seven or week eight to determine who the next kicker could. Michael Badgley could lose the kicking job. And he never kicked the money badger or Sam Ficken for this week in Dallas. It, it's it's like a it's like a soap opera. So keep that in mind. Keep an eye on that for this week. Marcus Mosier is going to join us tomorrow for the Locked On crossover. Eric Schlitt coming up next. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. All right? I've posted jobs on LinkedIn. It's it's good. You get candidates right away. All right? Add your job in the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. Folks, LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. It is our friends at LinkedIn. As you see on the screen, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL. Conversations with the managing editor of Pride of Detroit, uh, my favorite site when it comes to uh, Lions info for sure. Eric Schlitt is uh, with us. E, good to see you. And nice to talk to you again, Matt. What's going on, my friend? Uh, one and four start. I know you guys are churning <laughs> out the content, but it's a big week this week. Let's see what they got, right? Yeah, certainly. You know, the buy hopefully you know afforded them some opportunity for perspective, and uh, we'll see if they can uh, put a healthy team on the field in Dallas and, and you know, maybe make the proper adjustments to be uh, competitive. When you look at what's standing out, and I want to get to what Dan Campbell said today about Sheila Hamp and all that, but, what, you know, how would you characterize these first five games? And, and did you expect the defense to be this bad? Did you expect the offense to be this good, I guess, statistically? Yeah, probably no on both, right? You knew the offense was going to be good, and you you thought they'd threaten top 10 type status, but I don't think anyone expected them to produce at the level they were in the first four weeks at least. And then from a defensive perspective, 
they look like they were headed towards maybe like in a mid twenties type of team, maybe early twenties type of team. They weren't going to be even average. They looked, you know, below average, but I don't think anyone expected them to be dead last. And um, so, yeah, a, a little bit of the extreme on both ends. All right, Eric, uh, Dan Campbell said today, uh, Sheila Hamp, Lions owner, of course, is is frustrated, but she's still all in with this administration and certainly this setup with, as he said, Brad, still having faith in, in Brad and, and me, which is what he said, or Brad and I. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on that? And, and you know, if this thing kind of spirals, I think you're probably with me, and I said this before you came on, I don't think Dan Campbell's going any, anywhere anytime soon. Yeah, I, th- I think the contract certainly speaks to the fact, like, well, Dan Campbell got a six-year contract, Brad Holmes got a five-year contract, right? And I think that speaks to the fact that ownership knew this wasn't going to be a quick turnaround. If, if they thought it was a team that was going to be competitive, you probably would have seen a contract that was shorter, that you know was a little bit shorter leash on that as well. Uh, that lengthy contract is a really strong indicator that she she's probably comfortable with where they're at. Frustrated is, I think, a an understatement probably as well. But yeah, I don't think he's um, his 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 job is threatened at this point. They still need to add talent at a lot of different levels, and you know, as long as they don't completely fall off the cliff, uh, you know, in, in the last twelve games here, I, I think everything should be. Uh, you know, should continue forward into 2023. When you look at these next three games, obviously on the road to Dallas is not going to be easy this weekend. Um, yeah. But I don't think this is a world-beating Cowboys team. Uh, Miami mm-hmm. and Green Bay after that. You know, wh- how should fans feel? What should be the realistic expectations as they get some guys back, do you think? Yeah, I think Dallas should make people nervous just because Dallas's defense is really good. Um they're getting Dak Prescott back. I think it's almost a certainty at this point, right? And so the offense should be able to take a step forward. It's hard to say, though, for certain, because last time Dak came off an injury, he took him a while to reacclimate and get up to his normal standard self. So it's possible that the offense does struggle a little bit. But I think Dallas offers um, them a lot of challenges in, in several aspects of, of the game. And then Miami and, and Green Bay are are kind of like, helter skelter type teams where you don't really know what you're getting right like miami goes three and oh and now they're then they go oh and three after that and you don't know what's going on with Tua with them green bay looks you know strong at the beginning of the season and they've struggled recently and uh they're having trouble getting out of their own way as well and so i think dallas is the biggest uh problem for them and then the next two games i, I think they're winnable and i i'm not sure you would have thought that after the first couple of weeks of the season um but things have kind of changed uh, against Miami and uh, Green Bay recently. It's interesting. We're talking to Eric Schlitt from prideofdetroit.com. Of course, uh, SB Nation as well, managing editor there. He and Jeremy and the crew do a great job. Tell me, you know, and I know you hear the talk. All right, so the Jets and Giants are making strides. Uh, Campbell was hired around the same time as Salah and obviously Dable the, the next year. Arthur Smith has the Falcons a lot better than anybody expected them to be, and that's even without Cordero Patterson. And they just traded Deion Jones. You know, how do you view that? How do you judge that when you when you see these other younger coaches and coaches that got hired around the same time as Dan Campbell having success? Yeah, I think it's got to be frustrating for fans. Um, it's probably frustrating for the team as well because they're you know having that earlier success that that as as a as a lion you would want right and 
a lot of it comes down to not making mistakes and the Lions have been making mistakes. So if you're looking for an, a positive, you can say, Hey, if those, if you can correct some of those mistakes that you made that cost you opportunities at the end of like the Minnesota game. And uh, then you could be in, in a similar type of vein where you're in competitive close games. And if you can find a way to take those next steps, then, you know, you can put some wins on the board too. So I think if, if you're trying to stay optimistic, you're trying to say, Hey, look, these guys did it, you know, by being mistake free and, and, in critical situations. And if we can do that same thing, we can have that same type of success. What do you think the vibe or, you know, when you're, you're down there, the, the sense that you're getting down at, uh, at two, two, two about just, you know, where this thing is going. I, I don't think any of the fans, I think the fans realize, especially after watching hard knocks that you're right. They're still, they're still bought in. The players are with Dan Campbell and we're yeah. not hearing of any dissension or any, uh, Quintricia-esque maneuverings with veteran <laughs> players, but I, what, what kind of a sense do you get when you're down there? Yeah, I, I think it's it, there's still a lot of confidence that the staff is, uh, you know, doing things the way that they're supposed to. That they're going to put themselves, that they're going to put the players in good positions uh, to be successful. Uh, but I think there's mistakes all around, and I think that's really clear that everyone is needs to be better. Uh, across the board, right? There isn't, there hasn't been a, a player out there uh, that hasn't made some sort of, you know, bad mistake that's that's really impacted the game, and that's an, an unfortunate truth right now. So, I think there's a lot of uh, self-reflective, you know, behavior down there. I think there's a lot of confidence in each other, and and uh, you know, some of the mistakes you saw in New England, some of the mistakes you saw against uh, Seattle, where, you know. I mean, maybe players weren't trusting each other as much. I think they recognize that that's got to change as well, right? And the coaches have said it. They're 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 you know pretty clear about what their messaging is. And uh, but results are really what's going to drive you know this team. Right? And and you've got to make less mistakes. You you need if, as a you, as a line, you're going to need to perform better. And if if you can do those things, wins are, are you know achievable in the NFL. It's you know, they haven't been able to do that so far. No, I don't think there's any question about that spot on. Uh, we're going to continue with Eric Schlitt coming up next. I got a defensive question I want to get to uh, coming up, and we'll talk a little bit more about Dallas. But first, betonline.net, your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season is here. Pistons are playing here tonight. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline. Remains your continued source for all your sports wagering info, live betting, and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. MLB playoffs still going on. NBA, like I said, NHL in full swing now with the wings. And, of course, you can get it all at betonline.net. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Eric Schlitt with us from prideofdetroit.com. Lions and Cowboys coming up on Sunday in Dallas. A CBS game. How about Jim Nance and Tony Romo on the call uh, for, the, I think for be, this one, Eric? Maybe they're going to be the I, good luck charm. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I think that's fun, right? It, it's it's. I love it. Uh, not a crew that you get to see covering the Lions. And also, as a fan, I think you're you've got to be excited to see a different uh, you know set of announcers. Uh, it's you know, if anything, that, that's a nice break from from the the continued norm of uh lower level of fox Chris Myers. <laughs> <laughs> don't get jeff risden our buddy started on chris myers <laughs> 
Um, all right. So I was at this event tonight and someone says, Oh, I listened to the show. I said, Oh, thanks. And they said, uh, who's the best, who do you think the best player is uh, on defense on the lions? And it took me a second. Yeah. Um, what's your answer? Well, what, I'll tell you what I said, but if, if the best defensive player on the lions right now is whom? I mean, it's, it's unfair to say, but it, it might be Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, and, and really? that's, that's, yeah, because it's, it's not just of what he does on the field. And I know his stat sheet is a little bit empty, uh, but it's how he impacts the other people around him. Uh, he, he's drawing double teams quite a bit. Um, and, and I, I think there's just so much that offenses have to account for, for him. He might be like just the most, I, maybe I could say he's the most talented player, right. That they have on their defense. As far as like, who's playing the best, it's probably, it might be Jeff Akuda. Uh, because Akuda yeah. has been really finding his own. And in a secondary that is anything but stable, he has been consistent. And so, uh, but that's a, that's a really hard answer because, I mean, they, they've had ups and downs. I mean, Malcolm Rodriguez has looked great, but he yeah. struggled. He struggled against said. New England, right? And, yeah. and, and, and so, yeah, I mean – a lot of the young guys have shown potential, but they you also want more. Like I, I'm a big Aleem McNeil fan. I think Malim it, it can be a, a difference maker, but he doesn't have much help on either side of him right now, and, and that's causing him to be limited in what he can do. And I think as you add more players and as you add more impactful players, it, it can allow some of these talents that are getting double teamed to uh, to have better opportunities. But I, I don't know. It's a hard answer, and I think you could you could pick a different guy, but you know, it, Malcolm and and Aiden and, and Jeff, I think, are probably playing the best on defense right now. It's interesting you bring up Ali McNeil. I, I just I think that if the second round jinx wasn't in effect, and Levi was healthy and Pascal was playing, maybe we'd see something different. That's yeah. what concerns me this week going into Dallas. Uh, Eric is I think the Cowboys with Zeke and Pollard are going to try to run that ball right up the gut. And that's where the Lions have been, you know, susceptible all year. Yeah, I, uh, low key, if Pasco comes back and if John Kaminsky comes back, that can allow shifting of your some of your bigger edge rushers inside. And if you can get those guys inside, it creates a different dynamic, and, and that can help. But it's not going to be a cure all. It, it it just can help, you know, mitigate some of those. Uh, offensive plays that they, that they want to execute. But I, I'm with you. I, I do think that's a nice two-headed monster that they have uh, in Dallas, and that is a huge problematic area for the Lions. Um, you know, I think Bugs has played okay, but if we're being realistic, Bugs is a reserve no tackle, nose tackle that's starting and playing 75, 80% of snaps because <laughs> they don't have anybody yeah. else to turn to. And, right. and, and it's nothing against Bugs. Bugs is a fine player, but he's just not, he's not an NFL starter. And, and you're asking him to not only start, but play a massive amount of snaps. And, and, and that's, that's a problem. And then when you have guys like Michael Brockers getting moved off his point way too easily, Benito Jones, who's a big guy, but can't anchor as well. Like it, it's a, it's a big problem. It's, it's what I think is the most glaring problem on this defense period is, is that middle run, you know, uh, run defense. Yeah. We could uh, spin the old bit wheel and talk about uh, not drafting Aaron Donald, but uh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Schlitt with us from pride of Detroit. All right. Swift, 
uh, St. Brown, how do you think they'll do this weekend? Think they'll be, what percentages would you put on them mm-hmm. in terms of uh, being out there? It sounds like they will. Doesn't sound like yeah. DJ Chark might, might be back though, huh? I tell you, um, Swift is headed in the right direction. I'm still a little cautious because he hasn't practiced in a couple of weeks, but uh, got in limited. They, this has always been the projected return time for him in week seven. So I do think this is a good opportunity for him to come back. He may not come back and be 100% swift that we've seen in the past, uh, but you know, 80% swift is, is still really impactful. Uh, St. Brown, practice in full, I think he's probably – almost all the way back. And so he'll probably be all right. Chark though, I'm very concerned about. Um, when you listen to Campbell talk about, you know, potential structural damage on a surgically repaired ankle, um, you look at the fact that he was trending and then regressed and then trending and then regressed. And now he's had a week to recover and he's still not ready to go. That's bad. Like I could see him, I could see him like landing on IR and then saying, look, we're going to shut him down for a month and then let's see what he can do when he comes back. And it's not something you want to do, but if, if he keeps progressing and declining like that, I don't, I don't know how he can just recover. And the fact that he's not ready to go Wednesday uh, is pretty concerning for me. This O-line um, has done well. And obviously there's depth there now and Evan Brown comes in and plays pretty decent and, Heck, even Dan Skipper didn't embarrass himself. Um, how do you think they'll do against Parsons and Lawrence? This is going to be a nice test for them this weekend, isn't it? Yeah, I, certainly. Um, obviously, you know, the strength of the offensive line is the tackles. And so that's going to be a really prime matchup, uh, having Sewell uh, work against Lawrence, work against Parsons. And then same thing with Decker. Um, Decker – Decker's wife is due to have a baby, so he's not in Allen Park right now. Uh, so, you know, will there be any rust for him uh, as a veteran? Probably not, but, you know, that's always something that is you're going to linger in the back of your mind. Um, the concern for me is if they start running stunts and stuff and you're asking, like, Evan Brown to, to be able to uh, adjust and pick up, uh, that's a tough ask um, for, uh, you know, I, I think Jackson's – He's back. He's he's healthy. I think that's going to be he's going to help Decker a lot, even if Decker's rusty. But Evan Brown really, I think, needs to step his game up a little bit in order to uh, work against these guys. Because I mean, look, they they have. I think they, if I'm not mistaken, they lead the league in sacks, and uh, they're awfully productive. It's one of the strengths of their defense. So it's going to be a big test uh, for the Lions offensive line. And if it's a close game, I'll be very interested in seeing how the kicking game is handled, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. If the, if, I mean, if he gives the money money badger a chance to kick the football, <laughs> what's going to happen? I mean, they're competing Man. this week, and uh, one of them will win the job uh, probably. And uh, I don't know if that necessarily means they're going to get promoted. It's very likely they just elevate, right? Because they have that option to elevate a practice squad uh, player or two, right? right. Normally. Uh, and currently they have an open spot on the roster. That seems like it's going to Jerry Jacobs. Uh, you know, maybe they'll have to create another one if, if Pascal's ready as well. But, yeah, the kicking game is uh, is a big mystery right now. And um, hopefully the competition this week helps settle, you know, some of the uh, the unknown answers there or get some answers, I guess I should say. Sam Sam Ficken and Michael Badgley. This is uh, <laughs> it's always something in Allen Park. <laughs> Nobody knows that better than you. Eric, uh, great to see you, buddy. Thanks so much for doing it. Me too.
Of course. Thanks for having me on, man. I see you again. You got it, buddy. There he is, Eric Schlitt with us. Follow him on Twitter at Eric with a K Schlitt from Pride of Detroit. That's the Wednesday edition of Lockdown Lions. Marcus Mosier from Lockdown Cowboys tomorrow on the crossover.